Welcome back to the Sudhir's podcast. We now begin with the Battle of Kartarpur. So in the previous episode, we ended off with the Mughal army with its five leader, leaders, Kale Khan, the main general, the commander of the forces of Peshawar, Koja Anwar, a deputy of the Emperor Shah Jahan, Qutb Khan, the commander of the forces of Jalandhar, Pandey Khan, and his son-in-law, Asman Khan. So these five, with their forces of nearly 100,000, have approached Kartarpur without playing any battle drums, they're not trying to make any noise, in order to execute a sneak attack in the late hours of the night. So Guru Hargobind has already gotten word of this attack, and now chapter 20 begins by describing how Guru Hargobind has told half of his warriors to sleep and ordered the other half to remain at their posts, guarding the city. If the battle kicked off and they heard noise, the other warriors were told to get up and assume their defensive posts. So the city of Kartarpur was guarded by a wall. It was not a fort, but it was a walled and gated city. So the warriors who were guarding the city were really amped up. They were strapped to the teeth with weapons. They had roaming groups of warriors who were on patrol around the gate of the city. And as they were performing their patrols, they were singing Gurbani so loudly in the late hours of the night. The melodious tunes and voices singing Gurbani could be heard for quite a distance. And as the Turk army heard this, their deceitfulness couldn't remain. So Kale Khan, the main general, then changed his mind because of this and then told his warriors. Now, we should sound off the battle drums and announce our presence. This way of approaching like cowards isn't right. I am now uncomfortable with this. We shouldn't try to win with trickery like this. So sound off the battle drums. Qutub Khan and Pandey Khan were there and they heard this and they agreed. They said, okay, as you wish, but we should be quick here and attack all at once. Let's enter the city and kill everybody. So when this happened, all the warriors then within Kartarpur awoke. They heard the battle drums and they assumed their positions. The Brahmin Sikh, Malak Jati, then went around alerting the troops, getting them in order. He then jumped on his horse and went to alert Guru Hargobind. So approaching his residence, he saw that in these early hours of the night, Guru Hargobind had already bathed and was in meditation. So Malak Jati then spoke out saying, the Turk army has approached. What are your orders? Should our warriors advance or hold their positions? Guru Hargobind heard Malak Jati, but he remained calm and he began to recite Japji Sai. And when finishing, he bowed his head and at this moment, the sounds of the guns were being heard, and the battle had commenced. Guru Hargobind then gave the order to Malak Jati that Lakku should take a force and lead the attack against the Turks. In a previous battle, when Lakku uh, showed his bravery, he killed many people with his spear. At that moment, Guru Hargobind rewarded him, making him the main general of Guru Hargobind's forces. So now Guru Hargobind tells Malak Jati, Place Laku in command of 500 troops and have them advance on the Turks. Give Meherchan and Amiya 400 troops to support Laku's battalion. The remaining 900 cavalry that we have, keep them within the gate of the city. So the entire army of Guru Hargwan only consisted of 1800 cavalry. This is all the amount of troops left from the previous battle at Guru Sar. So Malak Jati then quickly went to deliver these orders to the respective warriors. Then 
Then they all geared up and set off for their orders. The rifles now were sounding off, the sounds of which were making the brave warriors feel bliss and making the cowards terrified. The battle drums of the Guru were now sounding off loudly. At that time, Guru Hargobind's eldest son, Gurditta, came into Guru Hargobind's presence, all strapped with weapons, ready for war. He walked in holding a vicious bow, and he said, I've never been in battle with you, father. This desire of mine has been in my mind for a long time. Guru Hargobind understood his desire of his son and said, When the night has passed, at dawn, then we will fight. Right now it will be difficult, it's hard to tell who's on our side because of the darkness. So stay inside the gate and keep the warriors on guard, help them. In the morning we will bathe and kill many Turks. Accepting this order, Gurdutta bowed down and then went off to patrol to provide support to the warriors inside the gate. Whatever area was being attacked, there he would go and provide support. So he would be shooting his rifle from over the gate, he would also be shooting off arrows as well. So countless bodies now of the Turks and the horses were now falling as well as a result. So a great battle now was in full force. And as a result, the gunfire of the Turks, as a result of the gunfire, the Turks were falling in large numbers. Some were even running away. No matter what they tried, the Turks couldn't close the ground and get close to the gate. So as soon as they got within range of the sick rifle fire, they were shot down. Screams and shouts were being heard on the battlefield. People were yelling, kill, kill. Bullets and arrows were flying across in all directions. Nothing could be seen in the darkness, except for the flashes of gunfire. So during this time, Laku had his force, and they were advancing on the army. Whatever direction the enemy was approaching, there they would meet them, straight on, and hit them with a barrage of rifle fire. When the generals got close, Ghalid Khan then yells out to his warriors. He says, Why are you not advancing, cowards? Why are you just protecting yourselves? Go into battle. The Guru's army are now only few in numbers. Close the distance. Cut them down with swords. We need to end this battle before sunrise. When the general of the Turks said this, all the soldiers mustered up their courage and pressed harder. So Galika took a force of about 200, uh, sorry, 20,000 to press harder against the forces of Laku. These warriors, um, because of the darkness, they couldn't see anything. And many of them were falling over the other corpses. Some of their horses were falling over and breaking their legs. Many of the Turks warriors just died or were injured just like this. So this force of 20,000 faced off against Laku's force of 900 warriors who were just levying heavy rifle fire upon the Turks. All of the bullets were hitting their mark. And this barrage of bullets would take down at least 900 Turks at a time. Then Lakku's forces would be stuffing their rifles again, prepping them again, as they would be using matchlock rifles. So the only thing that the warriors could see during this darkness was the match on their rifle, which remains lit to fire off the rifle. The sounds of the rifles sounded like thunder, and the flash of light when they shot off looked like lightning. And in this way, every wave that came forward from the Turk army was just flattened out. And every wave after this was even more afraid than the next as they pushed forward. When the Turk army then tried to attack the city from another angle, Laku's forces would cut them off and put up a stiff resistance, not allowing them to advance at all. Some of them were dropping dead as soon as they were getting shot. 
Others were falling back and screaming in pain. Horses were neighing loudly in pain as well. It was a horrific scene that Ghali Khan saw. And at this point, he yells out to Qutb Khan and says, It will be sunrise in about an hour. We haven't even advanced at all, and we were supposed to loot the city? Listening to this, Qutb Khan then replies, saying, Because of the dust in the air, the darkness, all our soldiers suffered such a great loss. They don't know where the shots are coming from. The horses are spooked due to the close proximity. Some are getting injured, some are falling over, others are shot dead, some people are running away, many, are, many of our soldiers have died just in this way. We should wait now for sunrise and then attack when we can properly see their defenses. So when he said this, Bandicam was nearby and he agreed. He said, yes, this is the best plan. It's almost morning. I'll take a large force as well and, and attack. We'll quickly grab and capture Guru Hargobind. So all the generals now were discussing their plan while this massive battle was taking place. They couldn't believe how they were being repelled by just a few warriors. They are hearing the cries and the shrieks of their own soldiers. They are seeing them falling down, dying, getting shot and injured. And as they are talking and seeing this, the sun now has risen. So now they can clearly see for the first time the horrors that Guru Hargobind's army inflicted on them. Their eyes were wide open looking at it, and some of them were even crying. The warriors being cut down now in the light by Lakhu's forces were so with swords, and Guru Hargobind's warriors are all covered in blood as well. They look like the flame of a forest. Now this is a tree with really red flowers. Or they look like they've been covered in red powder as if they just played holy. They are singing songs of warrior, yelling, kill, kill. Meat-eating scavengers now are approaching the battlefield. Jackals, vultures, birds are coming, flying down to binge on the corpses, upon corpses in the battlefield. Galima, the, the goddess of war, has arrived with a gar garland of heads around her neck. She was holding a skull, which she was using to drink the blood of the dead warriors. She was horrifically laughing, watching the battle, along with her her joganis also dancing, laughing, enjoying the sight, fulfilling their bloodlust. The battle continued on as the rifles were sounding off. The bodies were being torn apart from the bullets. It was like the city of Kartarpur was a lamp, and the Turk forces were like moths flying into the fire. The Turk forces were dying so quickly now, the mound of corpses were stacked high in the air. As the generals now continued to see this, they were in shock. They couldn't even say anything. So this is how chapter 21 finishes. And in the next chapter, we'll pick up the Turks plan a new strategy as the battle continues into the day. But as always, we would like to thank those who have been sponsoring the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. Shut up, Shut up. Shut up.